Hey y'all, I'm C.G. Townsend, your host of the Being Balanced Podcast, a space full of ways to help you stop the glorification of busyness. We're talking aha moments, must-have resources, real-life wins, and small shifts that lead to incredible impact. Hey everyone, it's another day, another episode of the Being Balanced podcast. I'm C.G. Townsend, your host, and I am so happy that you're here. What a gift it is that you decided to click that button and tune into this episode. Y'all, we have been talking about some really great stuff in the third season of this podcast. Everything from rest to relaxing, to self-care, self-love, and just really everything in between. Last week, we talked about mind-blowing happiness, and it only feels right that today we would connect with Amber Zaracor and chat about all things filling your cup and y'all sprinkling confetti on the hustle and bustle. I mean, I'm just ready. I'm ready to sprinkle the confetti. I need to just know about all the things. So Amber, please do tell us more about who you are and what keeps you up at night and what you're thinking about right now. Oh man, if you want to know what keeps me up at night, then we do not have enough time for this podcast interview. Um, but I'm so glad to be here. This has been so much fun. Um, already just connecting with you online and I'm sure your listeners can feel it too. Like just your personality just radiates through the audio and your photos and just bless the internet for being able to connect with someone that like is so inspiring. And then just to get this, to have this conversation. So thank you for having me. I am Amber Zaracor. I am the founder of the Fill Your Cup Conference and chief of encouragement, I like to say. Um, and I also, I got into that because I also own a branding agency called Copperheart Creative. We're based in Nashville, Tennessee. I like to joke that I make logos for people, but actually we're really taking the heart behind why people started their brand or their business and really help bring it to life in their visuals. So I love creating experiences for people and running a business has always just been in the background of my mind, but I never knew what that would look like until I accidentally stumbled into it and became a business owner after accidentally quitting in a meeting and started my whole journey into this roller coaster of entrepreneurship, which landed me into burnout and then eventually creating the conference that I needed, which is Fill Your Cup. You know, you just shared so much in such a short amount of time, y'all. <laughs> I sent over questions to Amber in advance of our chat, you know, just so that we could get the conversation started. But my goodness, I just want to pivot from all of that. I have so many new questions. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, thank you for sharing a peek into how you landed here and, and what's going on. I first have to ask you, chief of encouragement, tell us how you landed on that title. Well... I have always been a firm believer that my CEO is the man upstairs. Um, and so that title never felt accurate to take. Mm. Um, it's not mine. That's not how I run my businesses. And so he is the CEO, uh, in all of my businesses. And so I never use that title. So I try to get creative with my other titles. So for Copperheart creative, I'm the owner and creative director, which is pretty straightforward. Um, but coming into Fill Your Cup, I was like, I want something more fun. Like this is a fun opportunity. And so 
owner, of course, you know, makes sense. Um, but then chief of encouragement, I have always been called a cheerleader, a ray of sunshine. And I mean, they clearly don't see me me on my bad days, but even then I still love to radiate positivity and encourage others. And that just totally fills my cup. So it just felt really accurate. So yeah. Chief of encouragement. It just sounds fun. Doesn't it? So you said that you started your entrepreneur journey, you felt burnout and it really like sparked this energy in you and this desire to start a conference. Now, most folks, when they feel burnout might go meditate or, you know, look into self, but my goodness, you wanted to not only help yourself, but to help others. So tell us more about the conference and the work that you're doing in that space. Yeah. Well, even to building the conference, it was through so many conversations of other women. And I think the whole reason why it turned into what it did was because I realized I wasn't alone and that I wasn't the only person battling with burnout and hustle culture and girl boss movements and, um, sleep when you're dead. Like all of those things are not accurate to live a sustainable life or a thriving life. And Mm -hmm. so when I was having conversations in my wine nights or coffee meetings, or, um, even in client interactions, when we were working with branding clients, they're like, I'm just tired. And I'm like, I hear you. Like, and I feel that you have to fill your cup. Mm -hmm. Um, meanwhile, I'm sitting over here, like, how do I fill my cup? What does this look like? And so there it was doing the work, but I never did the work alone. Like I always relied on, um, others to walk that journey with me, the right people specifically, um, that could encourage me and speak truth over me in that season. And then I also found other women to link arms with that were walking that season as well. And so, um, really leaning on God and like digging into my journal. Like I really learned how to start to fill my cup from, pretty much doing the opposite of emptying it, which was what I had been doing for a long time. Mm, The opposite of emptying it. I mean, I take a lot of notes and I share on the show all the time that, you know, when I'm having these conversations, I am taking my own copious notes to go back and refer to. So I hope others are doing the same because there are so many gems that you're sharing here that really it's your bio and your story, but I'm feeling encouraged and I'm feeling like, huh, that's something for me to think about as I think about my own journey with balance. You know, a lot of times people, they know that they're emptying, but they don't really know what it is that they're doing that they're emptying. What was that moment in time that you had where you realized this is not how I want to live, I want to shift? Mm, Well, let's just pull back the curtain and get real here, shall we? (laughs) Please do. do as I say, not as I do. Right. Like I learned from my mistakes and honestly, like stepping into the entrepreneur entrepreneurship journey, like I saw previous leaders and bosses that I had worked under that they were totally burnt out. And I had no idea that I was subconsciously learning from them and writing the story that if I wanted to be successful, I had to be busy, be burnt out and be tired all the time. Yeah, absolutely is not the situation. So I started, um, you know, just creating that lifestyle for myself. I would answer emails after hours. I would take calls. I'd say yes to everything. I had a scarcity mindset and I just was so nervous that if I didn't respond right away to somebody that they would leave and then I would lose that client. And how would I pay my rent? And what would my husband like 
I'm like, let's take a breath right there is just exhausting. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't realize that I was emptying my cup until I was completely empty. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us don't even realize how much we're pouring out until we have literally nothing left. And my rock bottom for that was I started having panic attacks and my body was literally screaming stop. So that immediately, like, I mean, you hit rock bottom and you can either continue to sit there and wellow in that and, um, look for mercy and, um, almost sympathy from the world, or you can step back and see what you were doing wrong, how you can move forward and what work needs to take place in your heart and in your life and in your relationships and how you're showing up so that you can really start to live that, that fulfilling life that we all want, that overflowing life, that overflowing cup. Yeah. You know, so many people can probably relate to, um, the part of your story, especially where you had learned behavior, you know, you were seeing so many others around you that were living a life that was aspirational and they wanted to have success. And that came at the cost of busyness and burnout and exhaustion and anxiety. Um, You often say, because I'm a huge fan of your social media, your corner of the internet where you're sharing, you know, a peek into the work that you do, that you, while folks are measuring success based on productivity, you are encouraging the measurement to be based on meaningful work. Mm. So if folks are in a space where they're seeing others that are measuring the success on productivity, how do they get to a place where they start to measure their work on meaningful things? Man, I think that journey looks different for all of us, but eventually there's nothing left. There's no more accolades to win. There's no more big clients to get. Essentially, you just keep chasing after that next big thing and you'll never feel fulfilled. And so, um, I feel like everyone's journey looks different in that mine came in at the expense of burnout and saying yes to everything. Um, but someone else's might look like that, that award they won. And then they turned around and worked that night instead of celebrating themselves, or they got married and on their honeymoon decided to work. Like, I mean, there's so much that like that hustle and bustle can start to bleed into, um, our lives. And we're not meant to, to live, to work ourselves to death. Like God wanted us to rest. We're supposed to like enjoy life and work hard, but like enjoy it. And so when you can, when you stop enjoying the process or you stop enjoying your life, like stepping back and saying, what does success even look like for me? And I think that's our answer. Oh gosh. You know, I am sitting here with goosebumps and I'll tell you why this morning I was listening to my devotion and the scripture was Proverbs 16, three, and the message was rooted in committing everything you do, all of your work, all of the things that are on your plate to the Lord and letting him establish your plans and your purpose and what you're supposed to do. And it went even deeper to say that and the, the person that was reading it, um, as I listened to this guided devotion, went even deeper to say that she had a moment, a weekend where she was resting. She was just laying on her couch, taking a minute to breathe. 
her kids were napping. So she decided to nap. And she had kind of a startling moment where she realized that she had forgotten to do something. And she immediately wanted to get up and start doing and start working and moving. But she had to take a step back and say, wait, am I supposed to be resting right now? Will I allow the space for everything to be taken care of by the big guy upstairs? Or will I insert myself into the equation and try to rush and hurry and hustle and bustle to get it done? And she opted to rest. And then she fast forwarded on the story and shared that everything worked out. Everything was just the way it was supposed to be. And she's so grateful that she didn't jump in and try to just go into do mode and take care of it and knock it out. Because in that moment in time, she was just supposed to rest. And so hearing you explain your journey and the way that you approach filling your cup and the way that you're looking at this this life of pause and ease and, you know, you don't have to do all the things at the same time. And then also aligning that to what I heard this morning is just really, gosh, there's so many words I could use, but I'll keep it in the faith-based space. Um, It's exactly what was supposed to happen in this moment in time. And when that like urge, that immediate, like body urge that she has to like get up and start and just to fix it and do the thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's the world's solution. Like Mm. the world is telling us if we're not moving and hustling and crossing off our to-do list, then what are we even doing? And that's not how we're supposed to live. I'm literally, I have chills everywhere. I'm looking back at my journal from literally last week and I am a huge journaler. Um, I know in your notes, you're like, how do you fill your cup? So I don't want to like jump around, but journaling is a huge piece of where I do a lot of self-awareness work. And I literally was journaling on the 18th. I said, Lord, where do I go from here? What do you need me to do? And you want to get some answers and get put back on your, like, sit down, you know, just like have a seat, Missy, like I'm in control moment is asking God big questions like that. And I literally felt a wave and sometimes even my handwriting changes. Like, it's so interesting. Um, it said nothing, absolutely nothing. Amber, that's the thing you keep thinking that you have to do something, but you don't have to do anything at all. In reality, I want you to give it all to me, let it go from your grip. And I will open the doors for you. I will heal and release. It's not for your, it's not your burden to carry. It's not your problem after you give it to me but it almost seems as if you want it to be your problem as if you crave being the victim, but it's not you. I want you to lead with grace, not cry that someone's mad at you. No, 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 no. We have such good things to focus on. What a beautiful, beautiful journal entry. Thank you for sharing that with us. And what I'm also picking up from you and, and yes, forgive me. I interrupted you. I, you know, I just wanted to say what I'm also picking up is journaling. Like what a great tool to not only ask the big questions, but to capture the answer. Absolutely. And I think that's where we can be real with ourselves when sometimes when we're going through the motions really quick, you just like, if you ask yourself in a really quick moment of like, what do I need to do? It's like your to-do list is the first knee jerk response of like, okay, well, I need to call this person, email this person, do this, pick this up. Like 
because the world puts its to-do list first, but like being able to slow down and respond and be extremely self-aware and like hearing the things we don't want to hear, the only safe space we can have is with ourselves. And if we can't have that, then what do we have? And so when I can sit back and have those like really brutally honest conversations with myself, which through journaling and on a page, like I get to share moments like that and learning lessons with you and your listeners and through speaking and at the conference. And so much of the content that we share at the conference is from moments like this. And tell us more about the conference, you know, like what could one expect if they were able to attend? Uh, My favorite way to describe the conference is it is a permission slip for anything that you've been wanting to do. And so some of the women that come there, they're looking for connection. They come because they see our cool confetti headshots or they like the branding or the messaging or their friend is coming. But what they really don't know is we are there to fully, like we're not pouring into them specifically. We're laying the groundwork and creating a safe space. We're trying to be the vessel as uh, one of my uh, previous venue owners said of being the vessel to create the space where they can fill up their own cups and learn how to um, rest, press pause or press go. Like some women and me, myself included, we look around and we wait for permission to do the thing we've always either needed to do or have wanted to do. And whether that's creating new boundaries or saying no, or, um, pressing pause on a relationship that's not serving us anymore. Um, or if it's starting the book, starting the podcast, like it is a huge permission slip of just encouragement and love and self-awareness. And we even do journaling. It's just, it's literally all of the things, all of my favorite things. So, and we get to bring it into an experience for a conference. And what a beautiful thing that you were going through your own personal experience. You identified exactly what you needed along the way. You then curated this, this great experience for others. What was your motivation to help like these go-getter women who also need to pause and also need to just take a step back from living in a burnout world? Hmm, That's a good question. And I think honestly, like my like immediate answer is like, well, I'm an Enneagram too. Like it just makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) Right. But overall, I'm like, I, I feel like it was part of the reason why I went through all this struggle and why I have this story of burnout and, um, and just not listening to myself or not like following through on how I'm supposed to live my life. And it it just feels like a, a big wave of like, clarity of like, this is your purpose. Like not saying the conference itself, but just the way I want to live my life is for others and love others. And I have to fill my cup in order to pour into other people. And so, um, it just felt like a, a piece of my story that I went through to share. And I think that's why we have our stories. It's our testimony to share. I'm literally feeling more encouraged in our conversation than I probably have felt in a very long time, just having a very transparent moment here and 
gosh, what a beautiful thing and a way to connect. And, you know, I can even tell listeners how we actually connected, um, which I think is important because you never know who is out there, you know, looking at your Instagram or looking at your Facebook page or connecting with you in social media with and and has the opportunity to shift things and potentially like connect in different ways. So that is actually how we met y'all a very long way of saying that we connected through the Instagram world. Um, And Amber, I think you reached out first, maybe through DM or did I reach out first? I don't know. Goodness, does it matter? Somebody (laughs) reached out through DM. And from there, it just became kind of a back and forth that then landed in email. And then it was, you got to be on the show and, you know, and, and continuing to work through ways that we can work together. Because I think you so eloquently put it, there's like a soul sister connection here. There's a lot of alignment in the things that we're super passionate about and that we want to do for others. Um, especially in this burnout culture. Absolutely. And just to like toot your horn too, before you, like, I I like joke that you like landed on my lap, but it's like the, before all of, before even finding your page or your account or any of the things that you were talking about, your podcast, anything I had been praying for mentors that live the life that I want or that are living in the way of, um, not burnout and going against the grain in like a true form to what feels right for them. And like, I also stumbled across another mentor here specifically in Nashville, and she has been one of the biggest blessings in my life now. And then I found you and I'm just like, wow, there are women that are living their lives that are mamas that are running businesses that are speaking, pouring, pouring into others in their community and taking care of themselves and like doing it in a really beautiful way. And I'm just like, that's why I knew we were going to have so much fun on this podcast, but I just am so grateful for that, that you're leading, um, with love. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I'm so glad you brought up mentorship. Um, because I think that in a world where we have opportunities to connect with people. Sometimes it's not very clear as to the desires of our heart in that connection. Um, I would love to know more about, you know, how you view mentorship. How do you even make the time to nurture those relationships? You know, when you have so many other things on your plate, how do you prioritize that? Well, I think the biggest thing that I learned with mentorships specifically, and when I think of a mentor, this can be a little different. So, um, when I think of a coach, I think I'm paying for their services where I'm getting a one-on-one and it's solely focused on me. Um, when I think of a therapist, I'm going in for an hour, I'm pouring my heart out. They're giving me homework. We're dissecting things and working through and talking through issues. When I think of, um, a friend, I think of like, we can vent together. There might not be any solutions, but I can just, it's a safe space to open up. Um, when I think of a mentor, I think of someone that has walked and is living the life that I want to live and that is doing it well, and that I can look up to them. And so similarly into the beginning of this conversation, it was like, I had all of my mentors in the wrong spots. Like I was looking at burnt out leadership. I was looking at, um, maybe people from a previous church that were, saying one thing and doing others, or like, Mm. I just put my trust and was learning from maybe the wrong people. And 
look where that got me. And so when with mentorship, I think one of the biggest things is like praying for what you need in a mentor and where you're seeing that gap, um, whether it's in a marriage or through a tough season or infertility or business, whatever that looks like. Um, and then asking them for it. Like when you, when that person comes into your life, being super transparent of like, I want to learn from you. This is where I'm at. Um, if you have capacity for me and like learning from you, um, I would love to, and like, and then just anytime they are open to that conversation, I always just leap. Like I just sleep for joy. So I think it's like praying for it and then asking for it and then making space to nurture that in your calendar. Mm. Yeah. The prioritization of it, but you know, you're so intentional and maybe that's where it becomes a challenge to create the space and to prioritize the time to nurture those relationships is because in the very beginning, you maybe were not as intentional as you could have been in identifying the right type of mentor um, and really understanding and knowing what you wanted to get from the relationship and the connection. So I applaud you. Well, thank you. And I, I always am super upfront about it. I'm like, I want to learn from you. This is why, and here's how I see you living your life. And here's the season that I want to step into. And you're, you're in that season right now. And honestly, like if someone complimented, like you like that, would you not just be like, absolutely. Like I'll grab coffee with you once a month. Um, and so I had to step back and when it came specifically to my calendar, Um, I went back in and I was looking at how many women I was personally pouring into. And then I looked at all of the meetings on my calendar that I was being poured into. And Mm. I, you want to talk about balance. It was not balanced. I was pouring out more than I was receiving specifically from mentorships and, um, and how that looked in my calendar. So I just narrowed down a little bit of what I was pouring out and started making space to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just a beautiful way of looking at the way that you're living your life and, and just so transparent and honest with yourself first. Um, I think it goes back to you referring to the conference as an opportunity to get your permission slip and, you know, just hearing the way that you've actually done that work in your own life. Um, it really just makes me excited to hop on over and make sure I'm a part of the conference because I'm like, huh, she can do it. I can too. Absolutely. And that's the permission slip piece that we love talking about is like, you see other women living their lives like that. And it's like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it too. And that's not true in all situations. Like sometimes it is actually like resources, connections, like there are pieces that, but it's just that permission slip that we're all looking for of like, well, she did it and took action and control of her own life and trusted God with it. I can do that too. And then it's going to look different, but it's like, it's that permission slip. And I just love, love, love sharing that part. Yeah. When you look back on your life and you think about the person that you were and the things that you were doing when you were probably at your highest point of burnout, now knowing what you know, now living the way that you're living, what would you tell that person? (laughs) Well, we're being recorded and I'm a little harder (laughs) on myself, but like it's interesting because I encourage everyone else to rest and take time for themselves. And I was not doing that myself. So I would just say like, 
just sit down, just turn off the phone. Um, one of my favorite, favorite songs that gets me in tears every single time is Vienna by Billy Joel. And it's like, slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious as a juvenile. I can't think of the other, but it's like, take the phone off the hook and like, just rest. Like it's this permission slip to rest. And so I would just say, sit down child. Like you're not supposed to be working this hard and just take a breath, just take a beat and take care of yourself. So, you know, where do you think that that ideology comes from that we are supposed to be working that hard? Man, you got me. I have no idea, but I think I've been consuming that and just surrounding myself with that my whole life. Like when you look around, it's like, um, my parents worked really hard and they did really great to provide for our family. And I'm so proud to be their daughter. And like, I look at my grandparents and they were the same way. They like, I mean, you, you can sit down for supper when all your work is done. And like, I mean, they were just really hard workers and it's like, we're surrounded by that our whole lives. And I think it's amazing, but, um, like, where do we rest? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Where do you think? You know, I, I have a similar, um, upbringing and just like the images that I saw were always, you know, you work hard, you do well. Um, and I don't know that I ever saw, um, any of the adults in my life resting, And maybe it was by design or maybe, you know, I just, I was too young to know, Um, but I'm very clear that I always saw them working. And because of that image of always working, I had to take a step back and really think about as an adult, you know, first, what images did I want my own children to see? Mm. And that for me was really the moment, um, where I realized that everything had to match up. You know, I had always been a person that was like, balance not busy, balance not busy. And it it has evolved over the years as to what balance not busy looks like for me and how I define balance, et cetera. But as I moved into a season of motherhood, I realized that I can talk about this all day on social media. I can talk about it all day at speaking engagements, et cetera, but they have to see it. You know, and I'll give you an example. The other night, uh, my husband and I always have a bedtime routine with my bonus son. And, you know, it's it's pretty standard. You know, every night we do the same thing. There's a book that my husband reads with my bonus son, and then they have a little time where they talk. Then we all three come together and do prayers. And then I kind of round it out at the end and we, we do our essential oils, our lavender to help us sleep. And we talk about our affirmations and who we are and whose we are. And then he goes to bed. And I really don't like to miss the bedtime routine. Like it's really, really important to me. And I love it. It's one of the family traditions that we have that just really makes me smile. But the other day I was really, really tired and I decided I would just take a quick little bath and like soak in some Epsom salt right before it was time to do prayers. And I lost track of time. And my husband came in and was like, Hey, we're about to do prayers. And I was like, Oh, let me get out and dry up and put some PJs on. I'll be right over. And he said, no, why don't you just stay there? We've had a really long weekend. It was a really long day. 
you're relaxing, you're resting, continue to do that. And I didn't want to miss prayers, but I knew he was right. I needed to just kind of sit still for a second. So I continued to do it and I hopped out. It hadn't been too long since they had ended. So I figured my bonus son might still be awake. So I just popped into his room quietly just to say good night. And he was still awake. And I told him, I said, you know, I didn't want to miss prayers, but I was just kind of relaxing after we had such a, a busy weekend. And he understood. And I'm glad I told him. And he's eight. And the memory that he'll have is less about what I missed and more about what I was doing to recharge my batteries. Mm, I love that. And those are the images that we have to give people, you know, like it's not just about saying it, it's about doing it. So when I think back on my childhood, I very rarely saw any resting happening. Mm. It's interesting too, although he is eight, he understood Mm -hmm. and he had grace for that. Mm -hmm. And resting sometimes looks like a boundary or a missed opportunity, but some people that don't understand rest or have a bad relationship with it or aren't doing it for themselves might not have grace in that situation. Mm -hmm. Obviously your eight-year-old is like, yeah, great. Like this sounds great. Um, but in friendships or, um, relationships or anything like that. Like some people don't really understand rest or don't have grace in that capacity anymore. It's amazing. Yeah. And I feel like we all, not that we need to explain it, but I love that you're making sure that it's seen. And it wasn't that just, you just missed it. It's like, Hey, here's why. And here's like why it's important. And it's such a great learning lesson. And I honestly, like, I still do that with some of my friends. I'm like, Hey, here's why I'm not able to grab coffee next week. Yes. And, um, here's why I can't go to that event with you. Or, um, I'm really bad. I'm getting better. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I need to have an explanation after the no, because that's just who I am. And I'm like, okay, we're yeah. still working on this. We're going to work on this, but Absolutely. it's a learning lesson. It's like, Hey, I'm not able to attend. And I'm really working on my mental health. I'm stepping back. I'm not taking coffee meetings right now. Like it's permission right? and it's leading by example. And I love that you did that. Yeah. And, you know, give yourself grace when you're giving those explanations. Sometimes it does make sense to share. You never know how you sharing or communicating a boundary might help someone else establish one. So true. So true. A lot of my friends are encouraged by me saying things like, you know what? I haven't really been a very good steward of my time this week and I'm kind of tired. And so I, I was really looking forward to hanging out with you this weekend, but I just need to recharge my batteries. Oh my goodness. Can you just type that out and send it to me? So I just copy and paste that out. That sounds so lovely. (laughs) And I do that all the time. You know, I, I, even when it comes to text messaging, you know, I share with my friends and this, you know, my loved ones that, you know, I want to reply to you when I can give you my undivided attention, or Mm -hmm. I want to be on the phone with you when I can give you my undivided attention. So if you just give me a couple of days, whereas it might seem like I'm too busy to reply to you or too busy to talk on the phone with you, what I'm really doing is clearing out the, the clutter so that you can have all of me and not the scraps of me. Mm. And a text message is something so simple and small, but that's a boundary. Yeah. 
an energy that's pulling you away from something else. Or if you're just half paying attention and you're like, yeah, sure. And then they're like, where were you? And it's like, oh, I committed to something and I didn't even realize it. It's like, you're not fully there. You're not where your feet are. Absolutely. Running on empty. Yep. Just just robotic, just moving with the motions here. Just not even, you know, thinking and pausing and having space to handle what you need to handle. Gosh, I could talk to you for hours. My goodness, I wish I had nothing but time to just sit here and keep chatting. I don't even know that we remember that other people were listening in on our lovely conversation. (laughs) Oh, hey, friends. (laughs) Right, right. Thank you for tuning in to the Amber and CG show. Really, I mean, (laughs) it's been just so lovely to connect with you and chat and, you know, I know that we're supposed to surround ourselves around a diverse sampling of people, you know, whether it's diversity in thought and things like that. It is also very refreshing to chat with someone who you feel like is in alignment with your heart and your purpose. And um, yes, I want to hear other viewpoints and perspectives, but I also want to be affirmed by knowing that there are other people out there that understand the importance of the pause and the importance of resting and filling my cup. And so I'm just so grateful for this time with you today. Absolutely. This just made my whole week. (laughs) (laughs) Now tell us more about what's, what's coming up for you. What's next, what's happening in your world. We, we want to know, support, cheer for you, root for you as well as stay connected. So give us all the details. Absolutely. Well, let's see, as of today, it'll be a month before our next conference. And so it'll be on May 6th. Um, so that's really where my head is at. And that's like my big project that I'm wrapping around and being really intentional about pouring into right now. So, um, our conference is going to be in St. Mary's Ohio, and this will be our third conference. And we are so beyond excited. We have limited seating, but We just last year, because of the, obviously like everyone's pivoting, we're going online. So we created a hybrid experience. So, um, if you're not in Ohio and you want to attend the conference, hear from our speakers and we provide journal prompts, um, to really pour into your own cup and get that permission slip that maybe you might be looking for right now. Um, you can also watch online. So I would love to share a promo code with that and just, uh, connect with us at fill your cup, um, or fillyourcupconference.com is where you can find a ticket. But honestly, like my heart can only focus on so many things at a time. And I know you joked, you're like, you have a lot of things going on. And I'm like, <laughs> I do, but I can only do so much at once. So I try to really be intentional about like where I'm putting my time and my energy. And so right now I press pause on a lot of things going on in my personal life and ask my husband for extra support in dinner and cleaning the house and with our little sweet pup um, this next month and just really pouring into creating an incredible experience for the women that are entrusting us with their day. So fill your cup. (laughs) Yes, that is beautiful. Um, And friends, I will share all of this information in the show notes. Um, So if you're on the go, don't you worry stay safe, stay focused. You can always pop back in um, and grab the details that you need. You are a gift. Thank you. The work that you are doing is a gift. God bless you for that. Thank you, friend.
Yes. I received this. Oh, yes. My pleasure. My pleasure. Friends, thank you for tuning in to what really was just our chat about filling our cup today. I'm so grateful um, for everything that has happened here. So much of it has been um, quite timely, to say the least. So thank you, Amber, for being a guest on the show. Please let this be the beginning and not the end of so many more conversations yet to come. So many uh, more connection points and building of community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been an honor. And again, since, since meeting you and connecting online, I'm like, I just hope and my prayer over anyone listening right now is if you need to take a pause, take a pause. Um, if you need to hit the go button, hit the go button. And if you need extra encouragement, make sure you have the right women in your corner to support you and challenge you and speak truth over you. And I'm just so grateful. And that is my pup saying it's time to get off the, get off the Zoom. <laughs> She's like, let's go fill our cups. Yes. Belly. <laughs> yes. There are gentle reminders all around us. We just need to listen. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, friends, please pause, please rest today. Um, and also check out all that Amber has going on on social, as well as the fill your cup conference. Um, all the details, like I mentioned before in show notes, thanks again for tuning in. Please do come back for more. We'll continue this recurring theme of rest and self-care and self-love and pausing. I mean, it has just been such a great, great, great time here in the third season of this podcast. So please come back, tell a friend and have an awesome and balanced day.